0: Welcome to Concafe for Monday, the 10th day of January, year of our Lord, 2022. I'm delighted you're with us. I'm sharing with you the lectionary text for the coming Sunday. And we're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11 in the New International Version of the Bible. The devotional is called From Ordinary to Extraordinary. And I pray this devotional bless you and guide you and help you reach that point where God would have you be on this very day on which you listen or read this devotional. And I pray that together we can grow the kingdom of God for God's honor and for God's glory. I pray you all had a great weekend. Ellie and I sure did. We and Carly were asked to watch little Eli Ryan Munoz, our youngest grandson, and man, he he's a joy, a complete, complete joy to to be with, and and to try to keep up with is a better way of saying it. And, uh, it's sad here around the house, and it's very quiet as well. But we had two great days with him. We received him on Friday. And uh, then our daughter, Caitlin, drove in this morning and spent the day with us. And then she and Liam, who had not come, uh, did come with Katie to uh, pick up Eli. And they headed back this evening. And they're home now. Thank God for safe traveling mercies. And I pray your weekend was uh, as good as, uh, as ours. And, blessed. and we were blessed by worshiping online. A very good sermon series starting over at our church at First United Methodist Church Gonzales. So here now the Word of God from John chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And this is a familiar passage, one that I hope you will still glean something new from it, because uh, that happens every time I read a passage. You know, as as I'm reading what I consider to be so familiar, something will just jump out and slap me in the face and tell me uh, a new and interesting truth from God about uh, His precious and living Word. And that's why it's a living Word. It's never stagnant. It's never just there, it's it's living. And it uh, more than likely will read you and me before we think that we're truly reading the word. Verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. "'Woman, why do you involve me?' Jesus replied. "'My hour has not yet come.' His mother said to the servants, "'Do whatever he tells you.' Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, "'Fill the jars with water.' So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, "'Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet.' What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs or miracles through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. May this be a marvelous Monday for you, dear Concafe family, and may the joy of the Lord be your strength, dear listener, dear reader. May we continue to pray for those who have asked prayer for us. And we start with baby Hudson. I mentioned uh, last week that his uh, grandma let me know that they're moving him to Houston. We pray that God's grace and healing be used there through new doctors and therapists and all who will tend to him. And we pray for the continued healing for Reverend Virgilio Vasquez Garza. He's at home, but the recovery is proving painful in in so many ways. And we pray that God be with him and Acacia as they uh, heal together. And may God grant him complete healing and recovery. Also prayers for our son-in-law, Eric Cortez, who just celebrated a birthday. And also for our granddaughter, Sarai, who is Eric's daughter. And we uh, learned just yesterday, on Saturday, that both had tested positive for COVID. They're both fully vaccinated, and I just pray this pass quickly and not cause any permanent or damage or harm to them and uh, we're thankful that our daughter sarai is uh, testing negative and may god continue to watch over the, that household uh, we pray for all who suffer from this dreaded virus the numbers are still going up and we're taking things i think in my opinion a little too lax i would pray that we continue to practice safety wear your mask and prayerfully considered if you're not vaccinated to get vaccinated. And pray for one another, pray for your needs as well, and glorify God in whatever way you can today. Well, this passage tells us that this was the first of the many signs, or miracles, that Jesus did to reveal his glory. Now, a miracle I define is something supernatural, unexpected, unexplainable, usually undeserved, that one could say is ordinary, that turns Extraordinary. And some even don't fit that category because it's just, boom, extraordinary. We'll talk about those later on during this year. But I believe Jesus' miracle could be of that category, starting with this very first one. Jesus, his mother Mary, and all of Jesus' disciples were invited to this wedding in Cana of Galilee. And as we read the passage, and as far as I know... There is no written details of the entire wedding, or even of the ceremony itself, but the writer focused on what happened when the wine ran out, because that was truly what caught the attention of the author, or the particular disciple, who recorded this gospel. Now, the wine was part of the celebratory piece of this marriage, and in this wedding it may have been the lack of funds that limited the amount of wine this family could provide for this occasion. And you can imagine how embarrassing it was or would be to a family that was hosting this wedding, or the the family of the bridegroom, and to have the wine run out. It was quite possible that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was related to this family, and she may have been the one that they told quietly that they were running out of wine. And so what, what does Mary do? Well, mom goes to son, Mary goes to Jesus whom she knew to have special powers over the natural way of things. Remember, Mary <laughs> Mary was there. She gave birth to Jesus. She raised Jesus with Joseph's help and saw some incredible things that we don't have much in the way of gospel writings or uh, anything else. But I believe, I honestly and truly believe that Mary had a clue that uh, jesus was indeed the son of god and as the son of god had the ability to take the ordinary or the perceived ordinary and make it extraordinary to fulfill everything that i put in my definition of of what a miracle was supernatural unexpected unexplainable usually undeserved and i would add but completely joyous for those receiving or witnessing that particular miracle it was a question of timing Because when Jesus hears from Mom, Jesus says, Mom, why are you involving me at this time? But Mary knew that something was going to happen because Mom tells the servants, Get ready. Do whatever he tells you. (laughs) Mary had faith. Now, near to where this drama is unfolding, there sat six stone water jars. Okay? These are pretty big jars because the Bible writer says, these could hold anywhere from 20 to 30 gallons of water. Now this water would be used for ceremonial cleaning or washing, meaning it was more for the symbolism of what God could do with that particular water given whatever the ceremony was. Now for those ceremonies requiring a symbolic cleaning these were precisely the jars that would hold that water, but they were empty and so Jesus tells the servants to fill the jars with water. And they were filled to the brim of water that was available there in Cana. And then Jesus says for them to draw out from them a sample to take to the master of the banquet. And that is what they did. They take the sample to the master of the banquet, who then samples it and makes this awesome declaration to the bridegroom. He said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink but you have saved the best till now now friends that's quite a compliment to the bridegroom and his family and to all those who were present to taste this special vintage wine jesus had taken ordinary water And made quite extraordinary wine from it now for it to have to have impressed the master of the banquet who like probably the wedding singers had seen and tasted it all you know your master of the banquet you probably get more than your fill of wine at different banquets in that town of cana as did the the wedding singers Or musicians or whatever, you know, traveled from time to time. There was no photographer, so sorry. But really stands out to me is that this master of the banquet had, after all, tasted the glory of God in Jesus Christ through this first miracle. Think about that. This master of the banquet, who had probably tasted some of the finest and some of the worst wines in Cana, now has tasted the glory of God in Jesus Christ. Now, friends, I want us to take note that nothing that Jesus said or did was considered ceremonial about changing the water into wine. There were no words or ritual that we have privy to, which Jesus followed or declared, I, the Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, hereby, turn the water into wine on my command. (laughs) No, you know Jesus was not like that. Jesus did not call any attention to himself or to this miracle. He just ordered that these empty vessels be filled with water, ordinary water. Now, I think about when most of us presented ourselves to him for salvation or for the right relationship that we now enjoy with him, in my case, and probably in your case as well, nothing loud or attention-getting was made public, but inside, inside, deep inside, where it really mattered, God celebrated, as did the angels in Jesus, where Jesus himself says in Luke 15, you know, there's more celebration in heaven when one sinner repents than you can ever imagine. What shows, or what should show, dear friends, is the change That should be made visible by our acts of kindness and compassion and of love after we have surrendered ourselves to Jesus Christ. Not even ordination did that, at least for me. I remember when I received my first ordination as a deacon, and back in the older days, the old way of what would happen to those who were on elder track who wanted to be ordained elders were ordained deacons first, then elders. And then that would be after some more years and more study and more examination. And then the system changed, where now we have a separate track for deacons, and uh, commissioning took the place of that first ordination, and that's fine. But I was ordained at the session of the annual conference, and I remember driving home with the rest of the family to Houston. As we were settling in after that Sunday, I sat on the sofa, ready to watch television. My youngest sister came out and sat at the other sofa and just stared at me, it was making me uncomfortable, and I had to ask, What's the matter? Why are you staring at me? She replied, Well, now you're ordained. I just wanted to see what change has come over you. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, If you mean, did I grow wings, or do I have a halo? I do not. But if you want me to, I can hit you like I used to when we were younger. She laughed and ran away. <laughs> but friends, God can take what others may perceive as ordinary, and turn it into something extraordinary in ways that matter to God and to those to whom God sends us to minister or bless. What we do now may not seem like much, but one day when all things are revealed, we will see the impact that God had in so many lives in situations where we humbled ourselves and did as God led us. And perhaps the most surprised may be ourselves we do it not for show but for the glow of god on those who seek or need him let's pray loving father guide us to faithfulness and thus fruitfulness guide our steps to hurting hearts and needy souls use our hands to be your hands may our words be your words may our love be your love as well And may all be done for your honor and glory, for it is in Christ Jesus that we pray. Amen. Dear listener, dear friends, thank you for tuning in and being a part of this ministry. I thank God for you and for your life. And I pray you have been blessed by listening and praying along with me. And I pray that if it has blessed you, you would share this blessing with someone else. You know, the person who might need to hear a word such as this. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord and truly be the hands and feet of Jesus. Show God how extraordinary things can indeed come through us, however ordinary we may see ourselves. It's in Christ's strong name that we have prayed and in which we should live. Amen. Receive my blessings of peace and joy. I'm Pastor Adiwad Benedi. Thanks again for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and please know of my love for you. Amen.